What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Chillin' with Ice with me, Lori Fetrick, or most of you know me as Ice from the American Gladiators. Thank you for joining me on this podcast where we're going to dive in and go behind the scenes on the number one hit iconic show of the 90s. It's time to get up close and personal on what drove us to be gladiators, what challenges we faced, and how we overcame to reach all of our goals. I know in this first season, inquiring minds want to know, was there drama, fights, hookups? Are we all still friends? What did we do in our personal lives and how are we staying in such good shape years later? Well, stay right here and let's get into Chillin' with Ice. Before we dive into our incredible episode today, I want to let you know that this is a self-funded podcast and I would love your support. For the cost of a cup of coffee a month, you can donate to my Patreon page and that would make all the difference in the world. For the small donation, you will get back so much in rewards. Like you can watch all of my podcasts on video. I will have exclusive content like behind the scenes footage, a private Facebook group where you can interact with me directly and other VIP fans, a monthly Q&A, direct shout outs and follows from me to you on your social media and so much more. Find me on Patreon at Chillin' With Ice or click the link in the show notes now. Okay, let's dive in. All right, so my next guest, we have been friends for probably a little bit over 30 years. And we have toured together and we hit 106 cities. Uh, Let's see what else. She has been in numerous films, television. She's done Playboy. This woman has done it all. And let's just put it this way. If somebody said to her, you can't do something, she'll say, watch me. And she'll get it done. I am so excited to have her here, Ray Hollett Olson, better known as Zap from the American Gladiators. This is and the crazy crowd goes wild. You're doing the podcast. I love it. <laughs> you have your hands in everything. Oh, you girl, think so I do say you. I you do too. You have your. I mean, it's look at what you look. Okay, look at what you've done, and that is just simply so cool. I mean, from. And we're going to go over all of it, too. So we're going to have some fun with this. Bodybuilding, um, powerlifting, television, yep. film, playboy, s- snowboard instructor, uh, fitness, you name it. You've done it, right? Including a lot of things that I would probably not mention that I do on the side. But <laughs> right. hey, you got to shovel snow sometimes. What are you going to do? Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Let's start so, with, you know what, let's, let's start with, I mean, what are you doing? What are you, what? I know that I actually, I actually got on the internet and started Googling you and what you've done and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, wow, you know, some of the stuff I didn't even know. You mean this is lately? Lately. 
You didn't yeah. know 30 years ago? Oh my God, you've done so much. Oh my goodness, come on. First of all, let me ask you this. Um, what you're working on right now, I know that you're kind of taking it back out there again. You have a script that you wrote and now you're going back out and you're just like, screw this, I'm going to do this. I am. Uh, quite frankly, it's called Still Waters. And when Matt Damon came out with Still Water, it kind of hit me and like, oh, but it didn't matter. It just made me pull my script out dust it off and... It's, it's a good story. It's a great story. It yeah. has to do with women and um, the strength and the power that we have. And there's a lot of current events that it involves. So I sent it to Margot Robbie's uh, production company, L Lunky Champ. So we'll see. That's I don't know. Awesome. I mean, why not? You never know. Why not? You, you, you literally... It's like our whole career, we've just like thrown things at the wall to see if they're going to stick or not, right? <laughs> oh, true. And they stuck. <laughs> exactly. Still Waters, it's funny because it's like the name of it sounds so creepy. It really does. I, always, I don't know why. It's just that's where my brain goes right away. Still Water. It's like what's going to come up from it. But what you just described is totally different. Well, it's pretty creepy, Lori, but not in a bad sense. It has to... Uh, lovebirds uh, coming up in Quebec and they get into some messes and parents aren't there and they flee. They go down because they speak French and they go down to the bayou. That's why I called it Still Waters. And the trouble um, follows them down there and finds them. And But it's, it's it has a lot to do with empowerment for women and the strength, how to get out of a situation. I love that. And and start anew. But I love it is that. It, it's in Canada, it goes all the way down to um the bayou. And that's what I love about so, it. So it's cool. Just... You know, God, we we've it's I wish you all the luck in that. I mean, sure, you just gotta like put it out there, put it out there, put it out there. How did you become a snowboard instructor, by the way? I've never known that story. I mean, that's awesome. Living in Malibu for all those years doing what we did with gladiators, we had a lot of time off and mm -hmm. I ended up always on the mountain. Didn't matter, mountain high, big bear, Utah, always on the mountain. And then it got to a point where I was spending so much time in the snow. And then uh, the new hubby, he's not new, like eight years now. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, have you ever been to Tahoe? I'm like, no. Once we crossed over, and you know this, Lori, once I crossed over and saw the lake, that was it. Done deal. And I applied. I didn't even have to show that I can snowboard. They kind of just, <laughs> the guy who knew who I was, and it was just balls to wall since then. Oh, my God. And it's been so cool. cool. That's awesome. I love that. Let's go into your, uh, did you ever go pro when you were a bodybuilder? I did not. I stopped at national level. Okay. I got really close in yeah. New York. They stopped drug testing, never got that big. I always kind of got ripped. Yeah. Um, and and you would know this, but once I got on stage at the Nationals and they stopped the drug testing, I looked like a fitness model. And that was the end of it for me. I was just, I, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna compete with these women. 
I have really. No. They were massive. I know. And it, and like, if you wanted to compete at that level, you had to. Yeah. You had to. And you had Seven. to do a lot. Not just tamper or play. A lot. You know. Yeah. And Lori, the, the rewards. I mean, getting trophies and trophies. I mean, thank goodness. And you know this. It was a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got that movie Skin Deep with John Ritter, where I was a huge bodybuilder at that time. Not huge. I was just out of out of shape. We'll put it that way. Nah, you but, look great. <laughs> thank you. But thank goodness uh, the gladiators came along. And I guess I'm glad I got out of the bodybuilding uh, arena when I did because I did not want to take it further. I just didn't like what I was seeing on stage. Yeah. And, and the judges were like, with the women, they were just like, you know, we've got to stop the women getting so big. I was like, stop. Stop rewarding them and making them win first and second place because the minute you stop rewarding them is the minute they're going to stop doing all the drugs. Mind-blowing. But yet they blamed it on the women. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah, you and I did, uh, what, Linda Murray's, she's an icon, to win that thing, what, seven, eight times? Unbelievable. What, sitting there getting interviewed by her, you know, we're going back and forth because... She loves what we did, and yeah. it's just to see, you know, how she came out of it. And thank God, she kept her femininity, and she's so smart. She's so beautiful. And she's a businesswoman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that about her. So now it's interesting because also, like you said, for trophies, women's bodybuilding, they had you didn't earn any money, really. I mean. There was like the whole underground wrestling bullshit, but it's like, I know I did like maybe one or two Bill Wicks and then I'm like, ah, this isn't necessarily for me, but it's like, that's, they lured them, you know, it was like, you guys aren't making any money, but Hey, do you want to do a video for 500 bucks? And we're going to make 20 grand on it. Yeah. It oh, was yeah. like ridiculous. We were, well, you're young. And you know, even when we got into gladiators, you weren't there the first season. So you didn't know. Not, none of us knew what the heck we were going to get into. Oh, my God. I still want to ask you about that, by the way. <laughs> at least you had a season to see what was really going on. To me, yeah. we're athletes. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of fun. Definitely it was fun. And then into an empire. It was there. Before we go into any of the Gladiator stuff, because we're going to have some fun with that. I mean, television. You did Baywatch. You did JAG. I mean... When you were on Baywatch, did you actually work with Pamela? I mean, mm -hmm. did you have scenes with her and stuff? Because I forgot. I'll be honest with you. It's been so many years ago. Let's not get into decades. It's not years. I know, exactly. <laughs> but was it like, super, was she was she nice? Was it fun being on set? Or was it just like strictly business? No, no. Complete, down to earth, beautiful, helpful. The scenes were always in Malibu. I lived right there anyway. So it was just an honor Honestly, from the bodybuilding world, I'm not going to, you know, that I'm is not so going to say anything bad because it launched. I was supposed to be a lawyer. That didn't happen. I ended up in entertainment and on magazines and things like that. But what kind of lawyer were you going to be? I started as paralegal at a downtown law firm when I was 18 until I was still started bodybuilding and uh, litigation, anything that was serious. And then all of a sudden I got a call from Skin Deep from Lake Edwards and that whole company and went and auditioned for that. 
And that changed my world. Changed your life. <laughs> yeah. Now, and I'm actually glad for it because I would not want to be a lawyer right now. Oh, God. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Now, how was it working on JAG? Was it fun? I saw, I, th I saw that. That was very cool. You know, when Gladiators um, stopped and we knew it was at the end and I was literally believing that I would have another long, mm, not sitcom, episodic film. And I went in, I did Playboy, I did the test shots in uh, Hawaii. And then they got, I got called for JAG saying, you got it, but you need to cut your hair. And I had no problem. I knew I wasn't even thinking of Playboy and my hair was down, you know, past the boobies. Well, it was nice. And then I cut my hair for JAG thinking I had a long run happening. Um, we were on a carrier down in uh, Texas and it was six weeks. It was awesome. And then I get a call from Playboy saying, your test shots went through and now uh, we want to shoot you in a couple weeks. And I'm like, I cut all my hair off. That was kind of like my thing because being so muscular, as you know, <clears throat> Laura, you know, <clears throat> when you're that size, you try to be feminine. At least I tried to be feminine <laughs> with the hair, with because when you're 160 pounds, you're kind of walking around and people look at you like you're a dude. No, I get so, it. I so get it. Those were the 80s. But anyway, so when I got that call saying, no, Playboy, um, in Chicago, they greenlit you. And I'm like going, no, no way. So, that uh, is so cool. I had, I had, I had no which... idea that Jag actually, that's how you cut your hair. I mean, I, yeah. I just simply thought, okay, mm -hmm. I'm kind of done. Let's no. try it. Like, like me, when the first time I cut my hair, I was like, oh, if I don't like it, the hair will grow out. You know, that was kind of like my thought. But then, and I was, I was, I hear what you're saying about bodybuilding because I was like, okay, so if I cut my hair short and this was like the first time years and years ago, I'm going to have to wear makeup all the time, you know, and you're right about trying to stay feminine. I had like long fingernails and I painted them red. I know. I sit back I and I laugh. I laugh at that. Oh my God. It's, I mean, for me, it was just like, I had somebody come up to me and goes, those don't match you at all. <laughs> I was like, I just wasn't comfortable in my skin. You know, I mean, having short hair and being really big and muscular and. Yeah, and I know. agree. And I did not. It was the hardest thing. I think that's one of the hardest things in my life was doing Playboy at that size with short hair. Yeah, but it came out beautiful. How oh, was that Marie. experience? How was that experience? Yeah. I mean, when you go in, you take off all your clothes, you have a room. How many people were in the room when you were doing it? Three. Three. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> They weren't in a room. When I did Playboy, the test shots were done in Maui. My hair was down to, you know, past my, my breasts, which was, I was trying to cover. Mm -hmm. Makes no sense. Next, you're on and Playboy. Then, they want to see your boobs. <laughs> and, and I wanted to cover them. And, uh, <laughs> and then to get a call from Jag saying you got cast as Lieutenant Cassie Puller. And I was just over the moon to go down there beyond an aircraft carrier um, with David James Elliott and Don Belisario. To me, it, was, it wasn't scary at all. I didn't know how to act. 
didn't care. Yeah. It was, was me. Right. Um, but then I get the call from Playboy and we shot in the desert, Lori. We took a an RV. There was the makeup guy who did um, Pamela Anderson's makeup. Best guy. Love him. Um, wardrobe. Um, stage. We went out into the um, the desert in the sand dunes. They set up a bed with beautiful um, flowing sheets. That's so cool. That with the wind. It was cool. And it was so... There wasn't anybody there. There was the four of us and a photographer, and that was it. So and you felt super comfortable. Beyond. And it was so bloody hot that it didn't care about taking the clothes off. And it's not Hustler. <laughs> it's not Hustler. Oh. It's Playboy. Close your legs. Hey. Things like that. So classy. So, ugh, 100%. That I do it so again. cool. So did it change your life in any way? whatsoever did it open more doors what did it do how did you feel about it the only thing that the playboy did for me besides put a big chunk of change in my bank account was right. the tabloids started coming after me for people who i was hanging out with or i'd get invited to the playboy mansion because it's very exclusive very hard to get in there but then now everybody was my friend and i mean thank god i don't think i ever Got an ego for some reason. I don't know. From Pennsylvania, from a yeah. trailer. <laughs> Seriously. But when the tabloids started printing stuff that was not true, um, yeah, it became hurtful. It, especially when my family was calling me going, what did you do? Like, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only detriment. Well, think about it back then. Now it's like you own it. It's so cool. But back then, I mean, it's like everything seemed to be kind of taboo. It's like, oh, my God, you did Playboy. Um, You're right. It wasn't Hustler. It wasn't Penthouse. I mean, Playboy was like amazing. You know, everybody wanted to be in Playboy. But yet, like what you said, when you did it, it was like, oh, you did what? No. How did the gladiators, I mean, how was the gladiator show? How did they treat you afterwards? Were they were they supportive? I mean, because I don't know any about this, anything. I mean, this is all your world. Were they supportive? Were they were like, ah? Uh, were they like, yay? How were they? Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> hey, it's our come podcast. This is our yeah. podcast. Come to Tahoe and find me. <laughs> Get through the 15 feet of snow that I can't see outside my windows uh, right now. Oh my I'm not God. kidding. I believe it. Um, this was the problem. You, we, how many years were you there? Five years? Five uh, years. About six. I missed the first 13 and then the last, one of the last. So I'm sitting on my deck in Malibu. And after I did JAG and got the call from Playboy um, that you got greenlit and you're, you're ready to go. Like, oh my God. Um, Gladiators wanted nothing to do with that after I told them. So I quit. The seventh year, I just quit. I said, if you don't want me on the show because I'm getting, I'm going to be in Playboy because it's a home. It's not a kid's show. They don't want me back. Well, then 
is this, can I go like that? Fuck yeah. Because that's what I've, that's, that's how it went. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not coming back. And fine. Bullshit. Sure enough, the last year, and you know this because you, oh my gosh, you just interviewed Dallas and they called me back to be a, this was a trip. And you know this because we went against each other. Um, Which I, I was, hated. So, again, yeah, so did I. It was weird. I was supposed to go against Dallas, who's a newcomer, who I didn't know. She's young, didn't have all the injuries. She's an athlete, a gymnast. And I'm sitting in Malibu. I'm like, we have this idea. We're going to have you come back. You're going to be a gladiator against a, glad a new gladiator against your old gladiators. Right. Didn't even make sense. That point, Laurie, I didn't care. I was just like, yeah, yeah. What's it paying? Exactly. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they said this, and I said, you know what? You double that. I'll be there. Good. I get a call back. Done. And then I go back, regretting every second of it, going up against all of you, which is ridiculous. It was so dumb. Didn't make any sense. To didn't me. make any sense whatsoever. And I don't. Even, I don't think the episode did. We laugh. laughed. You and I laughed. Yeah, we were just like, what the fuck are we doing? Wall. Yeah, I mean, there, there, we're all like looking at each other, going, "Let's just sit over with." And then at the end, I remember because I was so tired, beat up, and Lori, you know this after the um the tour, we we took a lot of injuries. I mean, after so many years on that show. And then Shannon came in at the Eliminator. I just couldn't do it. I, my body just wouldn't move. Dude. So I ended up. That Eliminator? I don't know. I, I remember we used to remember we used to sit and watch the contenders because we were done with the show and we'd sit back and we'd, you know, sit on the mats or wherever we were at, in the con you know, on the Eliminator watching them. And I'd be like, God, I'm so damn glad I don't have to do this thing. After hours and hours and yeah. doing it at whole o'clock midnight. It's got to be and exhausting. Up against Shannon. Hang on. Me going up against Shannon, who's uh, maybe she's 12 years younger. I don't know. Maybe 15. Um, yeah, I had the experience. I did not have the stamina. And I didn't care at that point. And I got up on top at the end and s climbed up that wall, sat there. And because I'm in years. The same, an entertainer. I just looked at the camera and said, out with the old, in with the new. Sap's gone. <laughs> and that was the end of the season. That was the, it didn't go on after that. And I was so thrilled. Sorry, am I waving my hands too much? Oh, no, I trust me. It's funny. It's, it's funny you say that because everybody goes, you talk with your hands. And I'm like, I never really noticed that. Yeah. But see, it's no, so, it's so bizarre that like they put you in that. But whatever so let me ask you this yeah. um the first season the very very first 13 episodes you ever did on the gladiators how was it completely different than where we were in the middle of the season i mean did they completely change things was it was it like you're gonna be a character you're gonna be i, I mean how was it i mean i can't even imagine when the show just like every other casting call there was a casting call at Gold's gym. Um, I was in my prime of bodybuilding. And you know how, Lori, when you're in that prime, all you care about is 
dieting, physique, training. I wanted nothing to do with television. I really didn't. I thought I was on a roll until the Nationals. But that first season, they came up with six characters. I believe it was Nitro, Sunny, Lace, Gemini, Malibu. And then there was a character. These are all characters. You got to choose your own name. You lucky biatch. Awesome <laughs> name. Zap is a cool name, have- though. Yeah, but Zap is a cool uh-huh. name. You're lucky. No, there aren't okay. any songs. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so it came across the breakdowns that they were looking for, like, Nitro Explosive, Gemini 2, uh, personalities, Sunny, tall and sunny, Lace, sexy, Lace, but <laughs> and And they didn't find a Zap. Um, and I fit that character and I didn't have to audition for that character. Um, you weren't there that first season when everybody had to go to Universal, Universal Studios and audition hundreds of contestants, hundreds of actors. And I don't even think hundreds, uh, Lori, maybe thousands. Yeah. Um, but then Johnny Ferraro, who created the show, his dad was a huge fan of mine. He had a poster on his door in his garage from my bodybuilding days. And he and Gemini came and picked me up in a limo. Nobody was there. I didn't have to audition. The producers were um, going to leave town. And the guys, the producers just said, can we just see you run the obstacle course? It was like, <laughs> or you know. You're like, yeah. <laughs> if anybody knows, you know. Okay, you're hired. Zoop, zap. The character was strikes like lightning, causes a lot of damage, gets in fast, gets out fast. Um, zip, like zap, like a lightning strike. That's- that first season was, I'm not going to say a joke because they stuck it out. It they was, launched. Yeah. It was hard on everybody. I bet. We, didn't have any idea what the events were, but as an athlete, I don't know. Didn't I hear care. you. I know. What's the Didn't coolest care. place you ever went when you were doing when you were doing gladiators? Coolest place you ever traveled? Japan. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because they did a a show called Bam Bam Bam, Nitro. Well, so you didn't go. I actually got invited and I didn't want to travel to Japan. And that's when I was in Orlando. I actually gave it to Dallas. She, no, she went in my place. Back. She went, no, she... but she must have been at a different time than you guys, because I think she was by herself because she went and did bang, bang, bang and, and Japan. But she wasn't well, with you guys then. Lori, the way they treated us in Japan as Americans, that Japan was so clean so pristine, but you had their gladiators in the back smoking cigarettes, eating sushi (laughs) before they did an event. Oh my God, that's how it was at the international show in England. All the gladiators in England were all backstage. You'd walk into the locker room, Ray, and and it was like walking into a bar. And it was just like, whoa. And you know how much you guys used to give me shit? Because I smoked when I was doing the gladiators. 
And I was the only one on backstage and I'd do an event, come back out, light up a cigarette and all you guys would be looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was the only gladiator that smoked on the team. Obviously, it didn't matter. That's <laughs> didn't matter. All right. So who is the coolest celebrity slash athlete you met? Dated or met? No, well, let's go dated and then met. Or How long is this show? We got an hour. We got another 30 minutes. <laughs> I don't need your list. Laura, <laughs> you're not getting a list, Laura. Let's go met. Who is a cool celebrity you met? Not dated. Not did. Is the list getting smaller? <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> um, okay. Muhammad Ali. Whoa, that's cool. Kirby Ray Leonard. That's Lori, cool. we've done so many appearances. I know, but so still, that's what I'm saying. Celebrities. Dan Marino. I mean, you name the player. And you, be, yeah. That's and cool. Then, I never met those guys, though. My biggest one was um, Bruce Springsteen, Tom Hanks. Those were my two big ones. But that's Muhammad. That's amazing. But then you never trained at Golds in Venice. Right, exactly. You had everybody... It was anybody, and they're so cool. Ray Liotta loved him. God rest his soul. I mean, there's so many friends that were in that gym all the time that I can go down a list, and they're gone now. And that is sad. Like yeah. you have no idea because these were good people. Yeah, they weren't hung on their horse. They were just in there to train and. All right. Now I'm curious. What, what, no, top, what, what top celebrity did you date? Just one date. Let's say you went out on one date. Reggie Jackson. Okay. Very cool. Dan Marino. And keep going. <laughs> How is Dan? I love Dan Morning. Marino. That is so cool. You said one. I know. I know. It's said one date. Okay, so I'm going to give you, I date. I went on one date with a football player, and it was Bob Golick. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. This, you know, here's what's so funny about that. I'll never forget. We were sitting there watching a movie or something, and I looked next to me. This man was so ginormous. I felt like a little kid next to him. His hands were like, I mean, it was just, it, it, for me, it was kind of like the, the weirdest kind of thing because he was so fucking big, you know, it was just like, and I know someone would have been like, yeah, that's kind of cool. But I just felt like kind of, I don't know, out of place. <laughs> no, Laurie, when I did skin deep and of course I got invited to the, um, the premiere, which again was exciting. Yeah. I wasn't with somebody at the time and Lyle Alzado. Mm was at the gym and we were friends. And I asked, I was like, what better person bigger than life? Very and he true. escorted me to the premiere. God rest his soul again. I know we're losing a lot. Does that mean we're getting older? That sucks. Uh, I don't think we're even that old. I know we're not. We're not yeah. that old yet. <laughs> All right. So. I'm going to ask you this. Dan Clark tells a story, and I want to know it from you because you love Dan. He can elaborate. Let's he be lied. real. He lied. You don't even know what I'm going to ask you yet. I do. I never 
jumped on his back and never yeah, gave what? him a scissor thing. Thank you. What is that? He has. I don't t- know. Okay, so let me tell. And it's mine. That never happened. Okay, so let me tell the listeners for a moment what I'm talking about. Dan Clark says that you guys went out on a date. He, you guys were going back to his place. He said, hey, do you want a piggyback ride? You jump on his back and you ask him, do you want me to squeeze? You squeeze, took the breath out of him, dropped into his knees, dropped his manhood to his knees, apparently. And he looked at you and said, we're just going to be friends. <laughs> what? He has this story in his mind that this happened. Dan's, and I knew I was going to ask you this. Yeah, and Dan was doing a lot of whatever he was doing back then. Although every time he brings that up, which he brought it up in our documentary, and I just sit there and shake my head going, I don't know where he got this from. He can be all pissed off, but I'm telling you right now, we never were on a date, ever. <laughs> I've never dated that man. (laughs) And if I, I don't care if I was 160 pounds back then, even if I got on his back at him at 250, right? this is something that's stuck in his brain. And I love you, Dan. I do. I do. But I'm really (laughs) sorry. That never happened. But Nitro, we're calling your ass out and that never happened. (laughs) I know. Bring up photos or something. Give me something. We, We never had. A date. I'm, I'm, I'm That's sticking with that. Funny. I love that. I don't know why you love that. No, I love that you're telling your side of the story. And because he's out there telling his side of the story. And it's just like, really? You know? And it's like, nobody's you ever asked you. You know me. Can you see me doing that? No, no. That's why I asked you that. And you're yeah. right. There's no, at your biggest there's no way you could squeeze somebody hard enough to drop them to their knees come on come on all right besides all that tell me your most memorable moment of our tour madison square garden oh that's true i love that how was your bus experience (laughs) um i mean we were like rock stars let's be real it was as athletes the only thing we're, we're rock stars don't have to train yeah. and they can sleep in and then they get, cause I work rock concerts now and I work with a lot of the entertainment when Lori, I mean, there were only a handful of us who went on that tour, but you can be a rock star for a couple weeks and then your body starts giving out and you, you have to perform day after day after day. And I will tell you, Laura, you know this. I got hooked on painkillers. Which ones? I got a hooked on Vicodin. Us. What were you on? Oh, no, it was Vicodin. Um, and I will tell people, Vicodin rolled down into a drug called uh, Nubane, which is a bodybuilder uh, painkiller. It's called Now Be Fine Nubane. But you start with, instead of the Vicodin, which Laura, you would know, or even Percocet, you can't perform on them. You're tired, you're groggy, that sits in your system. And the Nubane is an injectable and you oh. shoot it in, yeah, you shoot it. And a bunch of us, I'm not gonna say who, 
um, got hooked. I was hooked on that for six years. It was introduced on the tour bus. Oh, wow. So that we could perform. But it's not like a narcotic. It's an opioid that is highly addictive. It's like morphine where you don't feel the effects of being high. It just takes away the pain. Mm. And after six years, I walked myself into a rehab center and said, I can't do this anymore. I don't know how to get off. That's, I, I heard about the new bane that, yeah. but what scared me about the new bane is, first of all, I fucking hate needles and they make me cringe and I pass out and shit. But anyway, so, Good for you. Uh, shit. so that alone right there detoured me, you know, I was like, no, that's all right. But now the Vicodin, I started taking Vicodin my first year on Gladiators because from the human cannibal, I got nerve damage in my left arm. I didn't know what it was. All I know is my entire left arm would ache and pulsate and just like I was dying. And I took I took a Vicodin. It took the pain away. I felt high. I'll be honest with you. I was doing some events high, <laughs> you know, the pain was gone. But you're right. The Vicodin, I started kind of getting a little addicted to it. And the only way that I got off of Vicodin is when I would come off Vicodin, I would get this massive, massive headache that that headache was worse than actually taking the Vicodin to ease the pain and, and get the high from it. It wasn't worth the payoff. And so that was the only way I just, boom, I got off of Vicodin within, I think it was about two years. But yeah, then you're lucky. I felt very, very lucky because I know a lot of you guys were doing the new vein. I didn't know what the extent or the severity was, you know, but um, so that was introduced on the tour then. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. And then when I, we got back from the tour, walking into the gym, it was insane. How many bodybuilders were addicted to this? I walked after I got through the rehab. That I walked myself in saying, I'm done. And um, going into the gym I helped a lot of, a lot of. That's nuts. However, we did have a good time on the know. tour. Maybe it's because you were high. No I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, come on, we did 106 cities. Remember, we were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to save our money. We're going to room together. And then that oh, way yes, we can split our per diem and everything. We were like, any way that we can make more money. That was so smart. I forgot about that. That was your oh, idea. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. And then, I mean, some of the gladiators came and went because of the injuries. And it was just absolutely insane. So who would you say, and this is not throwing anyone under the bus, would you say is the most drama on the team, guy or girl? If you if you wanted to choose one, you don't have to choose one. I ask everyone. The people who were the most problematic didn't last. I like that. You're right. What they was, didn't. It was a revolving door. Yeah. And how I lasted for as long as I did, I was just an entertainer. They tried to fire me so many times, Lori, so many times for not wearing gloves on the joust. Stupid uh, shit. Like, this Stupid. is my job. Let me do my job. Well, it's because then, the producers kept changing too, remember? So yeah. one producer would have a great idea and another producer had another idea. There wasn't one producer throughout the entire thing. They kept no. changing producers. And so they came up with their own rules is what was Which happening as well. Work. 
<laughs> yeah. That was year after year. And the, the more popular that we got, but they kept changing. They kept bringing in people. Mm. They just really didn't know how to, how to do that show, honestly. So in the height of your career, what was it that you wanted to do? If there was anything that you really went like, okay, I want to do this. I will be honest. I did want to host it. Oh, nice. After so many years, knowing like Mike Adam Lee and Tom Christians and just watching them because I'm a watcher and I learn and knowing uh, our events, our gladiators, just knowing the rhythm and the flow of the show and they when i got playboy and that's when dan uh nitro came in and he ended up hosting a season that's where i thought i would have fit in and then i truly believed when uh, american ninja warrior started they were down in venice and i thought i would do a hell of a job hosting that because i'm a good talker I'm smart, I'm articulate, I do research, and but they had already um, signed their hosts for three years. You would have made a great host, either a Ninja Warrior or Gladiators. You and Dan would have, you and Dan would have gelled together. I don't know why they didn't do that. It made complete sense. Okay, let's put it this way. Let's. I'm going to take that and go you here. Do. The new, you do. the 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 new reboot Gladiators. They the should third? have had. They should have had you and Nitro host it. That would have made sense. The second. Yeah, the reboot. I'm so happy that we didn't do that. That you guys that weren't hosting a, it? Uh, we went there. I think you were there. Yeah. There were only a couple of us who went in and watched the show. And I have other friends, gladiators for this second reboot that that they thought they were going to be a huge hit and they just made a farce out of what we did Built. for six years without the red, white, and blue with bringing like fantasy characters that just, and Hulk Hogan, he was going through some stuff, Layla Ali, it just didn't work. Mm -mm. And yeah, Dan and I, but if they would have kept the same concept with new gladiators with the red, white, and blue, rather than putting wings on somebody or dumping them in the water. I mean, why but, why try to fix something that's not broke? I don't know why they went in that direction. I don't actually think it was Johnny Ferraro. I think it was NBC that wanted probably. to do, because, you know, come on, Johnny, Johnny is Johnny, but yet his brand is red, white, and blue. And it's, you know, it's all about the muscularity and the, and the, and the, and the you know, the competition. I think NBC went, no, let's take it in a different direction and see how it goes. And I think that's yeah. what killed it. You it know, killed it. it did. And it's sad. And you've heard it. I, I've heard it. I still unbelievably three decades later, I'm still getting daily things to sign Lori thing. I mean, every day at the mailbox, I can't believe signing cards, signing everything that can get off the internet but i still do it because that's just who i am and i'm kind and write a nice note and say thank you for the support and the interest and, and it's gonna get worse you know that 
Yeah. <laughs> My big thing is, how the hell do they know where I live? I don't like that part of it. But that's just scrubbing the internet. So that's a whole nother topic. Um, well, yeah. I can, I know where you live and I can see if you're home or not. You know, we could go in the cars. And, yeah. And that's not, nuts. I hate that. So yeah, what well, injuries did you get on the show that affect you today? Besides this everything. Is only <laughs> our show. We're I know, right? <laughs> the I big ones. Crazy. I'm not kidding. I think the biggest injury besides the concussions with the rings hit me in the head. Wow. Because I was getting all cute after a while because they were getting boring to me. After a while, you do so many events. You get good at them. Mm -hmm. But you have to entertain. And that's why I believe that I was on the show for so long because I was an entertainer and an athlete. Mm -hmm. And I always verbally reached out to the fans and the crowd. Um, but yeah, I got cocky a few times, got cracked in the head, lights out on the ring. Didn't rings. even know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boom. Nitro comes, laser comes, they pick me up. Next thing I know, I'm. You actually out. passed out? Wow. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Ask Nitro after you ask him about my scissor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's. Uh, and he can embellish that a little. Lower back, but, knees. <laughs> anyway, no. The, my, my biggest thing, Lori, was my, my breasts. The breakthrough and conquer, which, you know, person takes a football, they run at us. They're supposed to go side to side we're supposed to tackle them well this girl is cocky and she just came straight at me with her elbow here and it hit me in the sternum and my whole entire boob breast shifted underneath my armpit oh, 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 oh. i can only imagine you know, i don't show that why they why it. isn't that crazy that they yes. don't show that? I don't, That's what total reconstructive surgery besides um, neck injury. It's, I've had so many injuries, but nah. oh my god, I know you're an athlete. Except the boob, come on, girl. Wow, yeah. I can't believe they didn't show that. That's that's three. They wanted it to to look like the all American, you know, wholesome family show. You know, no injuries, but yet we had them. You know what I mean? Oh. It's like the only and the only injury they ever showed in slow motion was when Turbo tore his ACL. That was the only one they ever showed. I remember that. Yeah. And they kept yeah. showing it in slow motion. <laughs> and honestly, the bloody noses, the, I mean. Oh, yeah. They didn't show 95% in my recollection. No, they didn't. Of what, what went down. And we all signed waivers. I The yeah. only waiver I signed was, I won't sue you if I die. <laughs> Basically. It's like, come on, we didn't have any insurance, like barely workman's comp. Whenever we got hurt, it, literally, I mean, that was like the waiver I signed. It was like, you're signing your life away, you know? And they didn't give a shit. You know, if you get injured, it's on you. Next. Yeah. Next. You're right. It was a revolving door. I mean, I know the answer to this question, but if you would have known how it was going to end, would you have done anything no. different? No. No. 
I don't know what's going to happen when I'm on the mountain teaching somebody snowboarding and some idiot comes out of the trees and knocks me and a child into the ground. You don't know. You know, I can be bicycling, uh, cycling around the lake and get hit by a car. You just don't know. So the the film that I am putting out there, um, Still Waters, there's a lot of action in it, but it's all it's all female. It's and it's all it's not fantastical. It's like reality of what a female can actually do. And there's a lot of uh uh flashbacks on where this girl woman learned all of the I'm not gonna say martial arts, weapons, it's all in there. And it's there's no guys taken down. It's all this one woman taking down these bad bad people. These bad people. It's kind of like an Angelina Jolie that just goes ballistic and starts like kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, except she uh this this woman's not 110 pounds. This woman's about 150 pounds and has the background to do it instead of just a gun. There are no guns, there's no weapons. It's not like that. So it's your script. Are you going to be in it? Oh, come on. You got to write yourself in it. Somewhere it, somehow. It's just getting, it's funny cuz I wrote Stevie Nicks as my mom. Okay. It's a backstory. It's it's a pretty good backstory. It'll bring a tear to a lot of people's eyes. And there's a uh, a playlist that has a lot of uh, just old-time music with Fleetwood Mac. And, yeah, there's about 12 songs I wrote to some of the scenes. But it's it's a love story. It's a, it's it's a, a love story yeah. tour where a woman goes back and takes names, kicks some ass. and <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna have to send you that script. Hey, Lori, before we go, yeah, what are you? What's what's going on with you? Oh God, a podcast. I decided to do a podcast. I want. Les, here's the thing. This is. It's so funny because we were so afraid to do shit. Right? We could never like. After we've talked about this, Gladiators was a a, a curse and a blessing all at the same time. You know, it's like we loved doing the show. We loved everything about it. But after the show was over, it's like everything we wanted to do, we got our hand slapped. Nope, can't do that. Nope, can't do that. Nope, can't do that. So, and I realized it was like, okay, so nobody's, all the podcasts, everybody comes on and goes, what's your favorite event? Right? That's always. I mean, I, even on my birthday, it's so funny. I, got, funny I, later. I know I, I all these, you know, I got all these messages and I swear to God, the last message was loved you on gladiators. What was your favorite event? <laughs> I had to laugh, but I was just like, and I understand that people want to know. I get all that. But you know what? Nobody ever really did is they never got to know us. They ne- they they always talked about zap ice. The gladiators. What was your favorite event? We get all that, but what about us? They never actually really got to know who we were as people, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to sit with my friends and go, let's just chat and have fun, and let people get to know who we are, and the struggles and the challenges and the fun that we had together. 
You know, that's what people never knew. We had a blast going to 106 cities and you're right. It was grueling as shit, you know, but at the same time, we made some memorable bonding moments together, you know, that kind of fun stuff. Um, yes, there was some cat fights. Yes, there was some competition and drama. I mean, everybody, come on. All the women were Aries, I believe, almost, right? We're all A-plus personalities. Of course, there's going to be a little competition here and there. And it's good, healthy competition, you know? And so that's what I wanted to do. I mean, that was my biggest... What I regret... Tell me. ...is not sitting right next to you right now. Dude, come sit next to me. <laughs> uh, you know what? Okay. girl. Here's the thing. It's like... When it comes to podcasting, it's like you have your season. And I had to learn all this, by the way, too. You know, how many episodes are in a season? Well, it's whatever you want. It's your damn podcast, which is awesome. So let's say you do 10 episodes your first season, and then there's a second and third. This is going to be a very fun, slow, growing. And I've always wanted to do a podcast and have a guest co-host. I always thought it would be a blast. And who better to have my gladiator fucking sister sitting next to me I would, it would be just amazing. So when your ass gets down here from Tahoe one day, let's do a season together. Sit next to me and let's do this together. It'd be so much fun. That's, that's really the, it's the, the goal that I want to have is just to have fun with this. Let people get to know us instead of zap, ice, nitro, you know, the list goes on, but. Hey girl, chilling with ice. I love it. Ah, oh, thank you. And and I'm going to I'm going to get I'm I can't take credit for that. You know who I can give that credit to? My girlfriend April. April? She came up with that. She came Chilling up with, with Chilling with Ice and I was like, "Wow, that's awesome. Thank you." And I, I have I've gotten some really great comments on. It, so I can't even take credit for it. She did that. You know. It's anyway. And it's it was just very super cool. We reinvent ourselves so many times throughout our lives, right? We reinvent ourselves and, and it's a constant reinventing because if we don't, then we get stuck, stale and stagnant. I mean, how many times in your life have you had to like kind of flip a switch and reinvent yourself because something's not working? I haven't. Okay. That's, that's, that's a good answer. Tell me why. Everything's I working. I think the only time is right now to have taken the time to come up to Tahoe, get out of LA, get out of that casting BS. I mean, I was a, I had a man, management company for seven years. I remember that. What a mess. A whole industry was a mess. And I, I took the chance, printed out my scripts. Wrote Margot, wrote her husband, the three other associates in the business. Because up in Tahoe, it was moving up here for pretty much quality of life. It's gorgeous up now there. To snowboarding, yeah, to be on the lake and it's the summer times. But being taken, and Lori, you know this, being taken out of that the industry that we are, I'm really good at it. And mm -hmm. I know you are. And... I just started sitting around. We got snowed in a couple months. Not kidding. Couple oh, I months. know. Yeah. Mountains not open. Can't teach. And there's no work. You're sitting around 
And that's when I went through my files. And I was like, you know what? Why not? So that's why I took a chance and and I'm going to start getting back into uh, the acting. You know, I'm good at it. I you are it. good at it. And, and right now the industry has changed so much, especially after COVID. I can't tell you how many actors, that, yeah, I still go to Gold's Gym in North Hollywood. I mean, it's like, you know, 12 o'clock noon and the place is packed and you go, does anybody work? They're all <laughs> actors and producers. And, but I've had a couple conversations and right now because of COVID, the industry has completely changed. Everything is Zoom online. You don't go into auditions anymore. The casting directors do not get to see who you are anymore. You come up as a small little thumbnail. It's very, for me, super amazingly frustrating as fuck. Because since COVID, I have actually probably auditioned, I don't know, 10, 15 times. Haven't gotten one call back. And I've talked to other actors and it's the same exact way. Because if you think about it, remember you used to walk in the room and you'd get, you'd, you'd look at the casting director and you'd strike up a conversation. They'd be like, oh my God, you're Zap from the Gladiators. And you make them smile. You'd read your skirt, you know, your, your sides. And boom, you'd probably get a call back and you'd land it. But now it's different. You're not missing shit down here. And it's saturated. Oh, so saturated. More so. That's another thing. I know, exactly. Um, it's it's nuts. Uh, this whole, I don't know if I can say it, but maybe you can say it. Not sure what the hell is going to happen when um, that docuseries comes out. Who knows? I, we have no idea. It might it might blow up and be amazing, or it might just go wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. in a different direction. Yeah, who knows? So, I only think about it. It's, but it was fabulous to be back on set and get to see you guys. Um, oh my god, it's so in, good seeing everyone. It was great. Thank um, you so much for doing my podcast. I loved it. It was so good to see you. I have one other thing real quick with you. So Zap, tell them. I didn't do it, Lori. I didn't do it. Tell everybody where they can find you. Come on. You'll find me. Just uh, Google me. Just Google you. Yeah. You're like, screw you. you. Find you'll me. find my address and good luck getting to my house because <laughs> we got 15 feet of snow. I where live can in they find world. you social media wise? You have a website. It's just rayhollett.com. That's my website. Google me and you can find where Lori lives too. Oh my God, right? Um, Stop. It's true. Google Maps. Come uh, on. I can see what your house looks like. And I know. I can see the dogs in the backyard. So, Ray, I love it. Thank you so much for doing my podcast. And I'll see. I'll, yeah, you're going to be sitting next to me. So I'll see you soon. Love it. Thanks, babe. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to Chillin' with Ice. And don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and share wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember to follow us on Patreon and YouTube at Chillin' With Ice. And on Instagram and TikTok, you can follow me at lori.ice.fetrick. I look forward to chilling with you next time here on Chillin' With Ice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.